tell me what's really going on. Drizzy back up in this thing, I'm ready. What's happening? What's happening? Gone for surgery, <laughs> but now I'm back again. I'm about my paper like a motherfucker scratching wind. World Series attitude, champagne bottle life. Oh, you know that's fire. You know that's fire. Oh, yeah. You know that's straight up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome back to Breakpoint. A tennis podcast episode four. We have done four episodes in one week. We have gone pod crazy. That's right, man. One whole tournament has got us just seeking seeking hours. I'm, yeah. I'm so happy that tennis is back. That's right. I mean, this for months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, granted, probably a little bit of a. <laughs> I mean, an. Not an unwelcome result, but the expected slash boring expected. result. Yeah. Djokovic oh. wins Cincinnati in a three-set match against Milos Raonic. Uh, Raonic took the first set 6-1. Yep. Uh, what was the second set score? I think Novak won it 6-3, 6-4, six, three. Uh, six, three, six, yeah. something like that. And then the last set was... 6-3 um, uh, as well, I believe. Or 6-2, maybe? It was... Uh, let's see. Let's take Djokovic... Six three, Google's. All right, we got. Yeah, it was one six six three six four. Um, Raonic had his chances at the end to to break back. He was he was up a break in the last set, I think, and then he got broken. Novak broke, and he was serving for it at five four. I think Raonic had a break point chance. Yeah, you could just see the nerves. I think he dumped a forehand into the net. And Novak, you know, Novak, you only get one chance with him, if at all. And, you know, didn't take it. Novak won. Yeah. Although, I mean, as far as Raonic, I think as as far as the tournament, I think he far exceeded expectations. Obviously, yeah, he looks good. Yeah, a lot of people really... don't know how anyone would turn up or tune out, I mean, as far as coming mm-hmm. back from such a long break. But he really did capitalize on his chances, I still think. And it's really affected how we look at this next coming two weeks here at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Um, we have taken a look at the draw. We have broken it down and filled it out. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about every match like we did with Cincinnati. That was a bit overkill, we think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's going to take like four hours at that pace if we oh, were yeah. to do a full 128 uh people draw mm-hmm. so right. we're going to start at the quarterfinals and we are going to discuss who we had there we're going to discuss who we got in the semis and the final and then we're going to talk about notable matches in the first couple rounds or matches that we disagreed upon um before we do that though a couple news items uh the reason why we don't know exactly what happened in the men's final until the third set was because Naomi Osaka withdrew from the women's final. So they mm-hmm. pushed the time up for the men's final. Um, I think it was a hamstring injury. Right. Yeah. That she sustained. I think I remember seeing it in her uh, semifinal match. Mm-hmm. She tweaked it near the end. I think she was going for, a, uh, she was trying to run around the backhand and hit a forehand. Right. Um, but she still finished that match out. Uh, yeah. And we did not expect her to drop out of the final. So Victoria Azarenka won the Cincinnati Open Masters event. I think that's her first title, at least a big title in years, years, like since she had her kid with, uh, what was that guy's name from 
LMFAO. <laughs> oh my god. Red um, Man Foo or something like that. I, think so. I actually did not know they were uh together, actually. That's well, they're broken apart now, and there was oh, a okay. nasty court battle between those two over custody of the kid, which is why Azarenka stopped playing for a while. Yeah. And when she got back to the sport, like the sport had kind of moved on, but it looks mm-hmm. like she's caught back up. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how far she goes in the women's draw. If we had more time, we would discuss the women's draw for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open, but we don't. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think the men will keep us full enough, really. Yeah. And the other bit of news is that tonight, Benoit Pair tested positive for coronavirus in the bubble. Wait, I actually did not read about that at all. Did, I read it. I read it right before I walked into the shower. Interesting. Positive oh for COVID nineteen. He's been withdrawn from the tournament. Okay. He has to isolate. But I mean, being in the bubble, he, we know he's interacted with a. You know, he's played a match, so that's already someone. And not to count the practice matches that he's played with people. Uh, you know, training at the gym. I mean, people inside the bubble don't take COVID as serious outside the bubble because it's, you know, everyone in there has been tested and they're negative as it, you know, it's how it, that's how it should work. Mm-hmm. And now that someone has tested positive, they're going to have to go back and trace who he's been in contact with. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to probably retest everyone. And hopefully Benoit Pair is the only case of COVID in the bubble because if more people start having it, this this could fall apart real quick. Right. Yeah, I think so, that's a really big deal, actually. I mean, that's huge because before it was a coach, now it's a player. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the idea because, I mean, obviously the whole point of the bubble is to make sure, like, you have the stringest, um, I guess, like regulations, and it, the point is to keep it out of there at all costs. That's the entire mm-hmm. reason that you have a bubble. Mm-hmm. And for one breach to get in is a big deal because, I mean, of course, everyone knows how contagious and without the proper, um, you know, precautions taken, it could ruin something this big, of course. With so many people there, you know, it's it's impossible, I think, to track if, they're, if that's their idea. And this is a high-profile event, too. Oh, yeah. you know, this is this is tennis's big, biggest event, and until the French Open, mm-hmm. will be the biggest event post-COVID. So, yeah, it'll be, hopefully, you know, it's just Benoit Pair and he... He wore his mask properly, and no one else got it. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I just I was shocked when I read it. I was like, oh god, this this might end really bad. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, we'll see. I guess um, I'm sure we'll learn more. I mean, that's pretty bad timing considering everything. The matches all start tomorrow. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's not a lot of time to even really register to see if anyone even anyone else even caught it i mean i don't know how long how fast the testing results come i think at this point now they have it down under 24 hours but even then you know having to shift matches around and stuff it's going to be a pretty big deal but we'll see there's got to be a lot of audibles probably called on game day if anything would break out yeah i think they're going to have a big uh like a big testing testing run uh, see the thing is though you you don't do they get their results instant i don't think they do there is a is there I mean, an instant I, test. No, no. Well, it's it takes a, it takes about twenty four hours. Is my 
my uh, mm. my guess because I mean I don't know I mean going, just going to the NBA again considering they're the one who tested this bubble thing pretty thoroughly is that mm-hmm. they test every day and they don't get the test back until the day after so like for example when DeAndre Ayton forgot to test the day before he wasn't eligible for the game the next day uh, but then was eligible sometime in the middle of that game so you know 24 hours is about probably how long it takes I would think maybe a little bit I less. see mm-hmm. wow that's interesting yeah this is this is uh this is weird I bet they did a big testing run tonight actually Mm-hmm. Because Maybe. I don't think they could go a whole day of players, you know, potentially interacting without having at least some test result by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Oh, hi, Benji. So, well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see um, how it all works. I mean, tomorrow, hopefully nothing else goes poorly. I mean, when Pair pulled out against, uh, I mean, his first round opponent, I'm assuming he's going to get a bye. Is that how it works? Um, no, there's no buys in the in the slams. I actually had pair going into the. Oh, that was okay. So I had pair going into the fourth round, but the draw that we did earlier today on your computer, yeah, was updated, and they took pair out. He was supposed ah, to see. play. He was supposed to play Camille Mastrazak. He's on the second, the second, the bottom half of the draw near the top. Okay. Right under Casper Ruud was where Benoit Pair was. Ah, okay. So who's there now? Uh, Marcel Granoyers. Granoyers. Ah, yes. Okay. The, Span- the Spaniard. Okay. I see. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I don't remember even seeing Pair when we did the draw today, but that's, of course, it was yeah. updated. I see. Yeah. So, so that's pretty short notice for actually a player then, huh? Um, Analysi was there for whatever reason. I don't know how they would. Oh, I guess I'll fit him in. Maybe well, they have Tuesday. alternates stay there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I think I misinterpreted. Or, I mean, I don't think they're, they're not playing all the matches tomorrow. So they might give no, him a no, few no. days to, yeah, to come in maybe during the week sometime if he's not in the States. He's probably testing. already in the bubble. I think like at the, you know, at the World Tour finals at the end of the year. Yeah. They always have two, one or two alternates in case uh, one of the eight people that are there drop out. So I, I think they did that here too, especially with the bubble situation. I think you'd have to bring in potential, you know, players early. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, I mean, you want to get into this? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I will probably preface. I don't think we have too many upsets. It sounds like I think it's hard to no. tell. I mean, in the begin, just from like looking at a draw, you're. I mean, unless you have a bias towards one of the lower ranked players, I honestly don't think most people will have uh, many upsets from the very beginning, at very least. I mean, yeah, without seeing anyone play. But this first. draw is particular. This is the the least amount of upsets I've ever picked doing a draw. And I've been doing draws for every tournament for the last two years, since I started working professionally. I do a draw on Monday morning and kill time. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so uh, yeah, because of the lack of a lot of the top players, like you're missing Walrenka, you're missing Monfils, Fed Nadal, what's happening is a lot of those players that could cause upsets are no longer there. And then also a lot of the the like top 16 players are being moved into the top eight so they have safer draws now and and the the players that are replacing them are like top 30 players or top 20 players you know Mm -hmm. so there's less chance for upset 
Um, I mean, I, I think I have two, three, I think I have four picks. So half of the people that I picked to go to the quarters are not the top eight seeds, which is actually more than I thought I had, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think, uh, but I think as far as the roads for a lot of these players is not as exciting as you would expect. It's super I mean, we straightforward. Not, yeah, we might not see really great tennis or like tennis highlight or highlight highlighted tennis maybe until mm -hmm. round four, perhaps. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Or you we'll... got some matches. You got like so. Maybe let's start with our quarterfinalists, and we'll discuss the path they take to get where they are. Let's not get too detailed about. Yeah. You know, the matchup or anything like that. Yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna be here all night. But yeah. um, yeah. Let's just. So the first, the first quarterfinalist is surprise Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Although um, I mean, I'm still of the opinion. I mean, I did have Milos Raonic winning Cincinnati right before the finals. Um, mm -hmm. I still think he. I mean, we talked about maybe a, maybe a mental collapse a little bit in that last set. I mean, of course, against one of the strongest the mental or strongest mental opponents. But I still think Djokovic does not look 100%. Of course, he isn't. Probably his neck is still bothering him. And his body itself, I feel like, is a little weaker. He just was, the, mm -hmm. quite frankly, just far and ahead the best tennis player at the tournament. So Yeah, even, even, if, even if he's injured, he's still, like, miles ahead of everyone else. And that's, a, you know, that's worth more than anything. Yeah, so he'll make it to the quarters, I'm sure. But... I don't know. I I mean, we'll see. I think it's going to be shakier than you would expect. Even like I guess continuing on from Cincinnati's like troubles. He's mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, there's there's basically no resting time. I mean, imagine, you know, it's like two I mean, I don't know if he plays tomorrow, but it's got to be less than 3 or 4 days of rest after, you know, playing a full I, I think they will give him a day off in between. I think they scheduled him for oh no, tomorrow at uh, 4 p.m. So he's the primetime match tomorrow. I see. So, I mean, yeah, it's that's not a lot of rest. I mean, even his body is probably going to be feeling it, I'm sure. So, mm. we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, he's playing Joomer, you know, there's a, a guy he should dispatch easily, and and then he'll get his rest after. Right. Um, I guess as far so, as players, we expect him to play. Um, it looks like... Yeah, let's just maybe, go through here. So, he plays Joomer first round. Yeah. And in the second round, do you have him playing Edmund or Bublik? Uh, Bublik. I have Bublik too. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think Bublik, because Edmund is so one-dimensional, I think Bublik is going to uh, trick shot him kind of out of the mm -hmm. tournament. Okay. After that, we have Djokovic Struff. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, we did see it already. We a saw it last days week. Ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I if it's, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, I think Jan Leonard, his style, it just, I mean, it just gets hampered by Djokovic play style. Like, he he really can't get those point easy winners that he normally would against a lot of players. So, yeah, it'll yeah. frustrate him, unfortunately. But, unfortunately, Jan Leonard, he's probably not excited about this draw. So Yeah, he got a crap draw because he was playing good. I think he could have gone to quarters if he was in another quarter of the of the draw here. Right. Um, the other... The other big seeded player in Djokovic's quarter was John Isner, who we have yeah. him playing in the round, the fourth round. Yeah, but um, same but thing. Isner, I mean, yeah, just a big server, and Djokovic is just a recipe for 
disaster. Yeah, he loves hit. He loves putting that ball back cross court against Big Sur. Mm -hmm. They don't have time to react really. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. A real shame, That's... but I mean, John Isner making this around four is pretty big for Isner. I'm sure. I don't think he has too too tough of a draw, but um, yeah, Isner. Yeah, Isner would. He's honestly everyone else besides Struve, Isner, and Djokovic are just very beatable players on the mm -hmm. U.S. Open, a fast, hard court here. So, again, these I, I think these quarters, there's like maybe one or two good players per quarter, and then the rest are, you know, they should just be able to steamroll them. Yep, yep. Um, so next, the next quarterfinalist we have, well, we differ here. Yeah, um, right. I voted heart overhead on this one for <laughs> sure. Uh, I have Shapovalov in my quarters. Right, I have Goffin. Yeah, think, and that was my other. That was my fourth round matchup with Shapovalov versus. I mean, Kupan. it's just hard because I really thought after seeing that first, uh, well, that match with Shapo versus Chilich mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. I mean, he did look good. I will totally admit he looked. I thought, man, maybe in the in the break, he really like he really practiced. He really got himself because I mean, it's not really a stroke is the problem. It's just be able to keep it in and just play smart tennis, you know. Um, yeah, for him, it's it's picking the right shots and controlling the power. Yeah. So I thought he had it figured out. He played a He really played really well against Chilich, but I mean, uh, against uh, against Struff, uh, I think Struff would be right. He played. Yeah, it was it was Struff. Yeah. I don't know. He. <sighs> I mean, Struff is a good player too, yeah, but that's someone really well. Shapovalov has the talent. And I think now, I mean, he's a 12 seed here. I think he's like 14 in the world. I think yeah. he has the, the the skill, the experience, and the talent to to take out a guy like Jan Leonard Struff. But, you know, he's still too inconsistent. Yeah. And, so, and he plays tomorrow at 9 a.m. our time in the Bay. So I'll be tuning into that for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but uh, I guess as far as my pick, as I'm yeah. going big in quarters, I... This is a tough one. I will say this is probably like no one really knows how this is going to turn out as far as like I think you're going to get if you survey 100 people who watch tennis, you're going to get 50-50, probably pretty close. Um, yeah. So Goffin, I mean, he's everyone knows him as a solid player. Nothing too flashy really most of the time, but he really just plays good tennis. I mean, and he's been around for so long, I think. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be surprising to see him in the quarters because you see golf on in the corners. You're like, okay, well, good for him, you know, in a slam. He's a I solid think. player. He's got weapons, but he can still be overpowered by you know, the the. He's a top ten player, but I wouldn't call him a top five player. Right. He doesn't have that that it factor to mm -hmm. put him in the top five, but he's consistent yeah. enough and smart enough, and just plays overall solid game. To, you know. He's a good, good player. He's dependable. Mm -hmm. Well, um, strangely enough, though, I think Goffin does have a a tough first round compared to a lot of these people that we think will make it to the quarters. I think if he makes it past Opelka, he should be able to make it. Oh yeah, uh, at least yeah. around four. Because um, Opelka is, I mean, was actually playing really well in Cincinnati until he had to pull out because of the injury. So I guess one thing to look out for is whether that injury is still bothering him. His knee. It's a pretty big deal um and uh if he's or he's playing up to par to when he was playing before he had to drop out because i think he was i mean he was almost ready to take out Sitsipas 
in the Cincinnati really. He was up he was up in that first set. But I guess just but he wasn't up a break, but you know, it was about to go to a tie break and that's when the big guys are scary to play because mm-hmm. they love their tie breaks. So yeah. It's so yeah, we'll see if I mean this all gets messed up obviously if Goffin doesn't make it past the first round because I think whoever Shapo does play, even if it is Opelka, I think he'll be okay, probably better than against Goffin. Yeah, so in this quarter here, so we both had in the fourth round, we have Shapo versus Goffin. Yeah. And the only other notable player, well, there's two, but one of them. So there's Fritz, and he would play Shapo in the third round, and he could win that. You know, Shapo just needs an off day, and he'll lose to anyone, really. Um, so it could be Fritz versus Goffin, and then there's Krajinovich, who's in Goffin's 16th of the draw. Uh, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so again, Krajinovich is a good player. He's young, though. Uh, you know, he had a good run last week, but I think Goffin is just too solid. Yeah, although, yeah, I mean, actually looking at it closer, Goffin has yeah, a that's pretty like, tough, yeah, pretty, pretty tough draw, really, I think. Yeah, he's um, got one of the tougher ones for sure. Yeah, that does feel a little unfortunate, but he's a solid player. There's a reason why he's a top ten ranked or seated here at the U.S. Open. So um, yeah. I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll he'll be fine. I think, especially over a three course, uh, or a five setter, just because honestly, experience and just like solid tennis players make it through stuff like that. You know, because they're yeah. able to play consistent tennis throughout the entire five sets if it comes down to it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that Goffin Krajinovic, that's a one that's one to watch, I think. Yeah. I, agree. I think that is the first match we have so far that mm-hmm. that's a good one to watch earlier on, and that's still third round. Right. Um, so next quarter, I got Sissy Pass. I'm sure you have Sissy Pass too. Yeah, I think this so. This quarter is a joke in my opinion. <laughs> This quarter is a complete joke. I mean, Sitsipas, he's got he's got Chorich in here, but Sitsipas just has more weapons. And then, I mean, the the thirteen, the other the the highest seated player in this quarter besides Sitsipas is Christian Garin, who's a just a complete clay quarter. Like he doesn't post any results on anything other than clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we uh, don't. I mean, I don't think we either have him making past the second round. Um, yeah, against Kukushkin. Yeah, yep. I have Kukushkin upsetting him because he's just such a clay quarter. Uh, but you know, he sometimes he can he can push into a, a third round or you know at least get he won't uh, exit the first round at a slam for the most part. I think. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Just because I it's, mean, his it's Cincinnati really fast we... courts. Yeah, with Cincinnati, we saw nothing of him because he got knocked out first round. Yeah. Uh, and so, if anything would repeat itself, you know, um, it would be here. Really, I don't. I don't think he's had time to really figure it out if he's having troubles on these courts. Yeah. It'll be a trip. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, since he is probably uh, a. Not a for he might sure. Have the easiest I mean, no quarter. Can... Yeah, I think so. I think he does. His competition. I think I mean... his biggest challenge will be Chorich, and and that will be. I think he'll he'll take that one pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the round of four, I think we have him either playing. Well, you have him playing Jason Thompson, 
Well, I think Jordan I Jordan Thompson. Play, or Jordan Thompson, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and then I have him playing Leovich. So Dusan. Uh yeah, it's not tough round not not a round four you would expect for either of them no. to make Pass versus Thompson or Leovich yeah. and that like we're pretty confident in either one of those two being the other person there. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like this draw is just so straightforward, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I circled Chef of all of Fritz right now because I'm going to mark all the matches I kind of want to see here. That makes sense. Uh, our next quarterfinal is the first one where I picked a real upset, but you know, I wouldn't even call it an upset. I have Schwartzman in the quarter here. Uh huh. That's right. Me too. And we both have them upsetting Zverev. Uh, mm -hmm. That is because, first of all, Zverev is a mess right now. Um, double faults galore, no mental uh, confidence in himself, in his game, especially in clutch time. It just breaks apart. And last year, these two played each other, and I think it was in the fourth round, maybe the quarters. And Schwartzman got the win against Zverev. And I think Zverev took one set, and it was pretty straightforward after that. Right. Yeah, I think both of us are just... <laughs> Not really we're, keen. We're pretty on low Zverev. on Zverev. Yeah. yeah, we just. I mean, I think we just. Well, every time we 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 watch his matches, I just feel like we just notice some notice so many of those errors, unforced errors, mental mistakes, like just lapses of bad judgment on the court, and that that I mean, unfortunately, those are sometimes the hardest parts of your game to correct, just because who do you go to? You know, I mean, you got to go to a mental coach or something like that. Yeah, and, a lot uh, of these players are getting mental coaches now because yeah. Tennis is such a mental thing too, with the whole, you know, you got four four points in a game. That means four all four of those points you have to be perfect. Otherwise you're down huge. It's mm -hmm. it happens really fast. Uh, you know, losing serve. Yeah. So, and so yeah. yeah, I think uh Schwartzman is just I mean, I've I've always uh liked Schwartzman. I think obviously his his most limiting factor, I'm sure everyone knows, is his height. He's obviously gotten a way to work around it. You know, height isn't everything in tennis. It's probably less important in tennis, maybe, than some other sports. Um, yeah. Um, but I think in Cincinnati, he just got an unfortunate draw because I think he played Opelka, which, I mean, that's just tough. A big server against with – and when you don't have the height, it's just difficult, you know. Um, yeah, I agree. And so his draw, as far as servers, is not as bad this time. Um and so that's why I think we have him making it to the quarters because, I mean, Zverev is probably the best server he'll encounter as he's going onto the quarters. But we all know Zverev's double faults. And, you know, he has a decent first serve. Uh, he actually places it really well, in my opinion. He actually hits the first serve harder than anyone on tour. Yeah, I because he's he's tall as well. He's length, He's like he's like lengthy tall. Um, yeah, lanky, yeah. Yeah, and he actually places his first serve really well. I've actually, I remember seeing a statistic in Cincinnati and I mean, no, no first serves in the middle, like literally zero. He, oh, or maybe wow. not for the entire tournament run, but in some matches, you know, it was either out wide or down the line, you know? Um, they say that he misses his second serve so often because he slows it, he slows everything down, which is like a big no-no. You're not supposed to slow everything down on the second serve. You're just supposed to spin it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the toss is just harder to time. It's so high. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he's getting his tips on his serve from. To be honest, uh, so I mean, we'll see. I mean, 
Zverev is always a decent player, though. He's always hung around for a little bit for the past couple of years, and so he's um, always but, someone you can see going into the quarters and semis. But you, mm-hmm. I mean, you used to expect it, but now I don't expect it. But if he does it, I'll be like, okay, yeah, he had a, you know, he's playing good. Yeah, he's not he's not nervous, but majority of the time, you know, the right. yips. He's yeah, a classic yeah, case of the yips, and we're going to talk about that with someone else in this draw on the bottom half. Yeah. I think so, anyway, Schwartzman, I think, is the correct choice as far as... Yeah, the only other player in this in this quarter of note is uh, Hubie, Hubie Herkatch. Yeah. And Huber. he would play Schwartzman in the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that could he could very well win it, but I think Schwartzman is a solid player and if he was taller i think he would be a consistent quarter semi-finalist at a lot of tournaments right so you know i think uh still not that difficult of a draw i think for uh either sphere or schwartzman so um yeah i think you can kind of i think you can notice with some of the except since there's so many players like not here i think you notice the disparity in the first couple rounds a little bit more once you take pay attention to it yeah yeah i agree all right second half second half of the draw who you got first player in here first player i actually have oh i don't know i think we did actually talk about that we have rublev right uh instead of berrettini so Mm berrettini is the highest seed in this draw or this quarter of the of the bracket um but i think once again, both of us are pretty low on Berrettini when he's not on grass. Um, yeah, they're not. But he was a semifinalist here last year. But that's right. That's right. I, I, dude, I feel like his his draw was real easy last year or something because mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to be a semifinalist for sure. And yeah. he has not posted very good results since that U.S. Open run either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really carried him. <laughs> into well, still he being got to 10. the semifinals in the Shanghai Masters last October. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah. And the semifinals in Vienna and lost the team. Mm-hmm. You know, not bad. But since then, he has not done well. The second round at every tournament since then. Yeah. So, Although, um, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's just like maybe this is our bias show because I think both of us are a little bit high on Rublev as well. I mean, I think he's very much like like Chapo, like a young guy who plays explosive tennis from, you know, mm-hmm. um, like he hits hard from the baseline. And sometimes it's just it's just great to see someone just pound it from the baseline like him, you know. Um, yeah. But I think him and Berrettini actually thinking about it will be pretty close. I mean, you want to hear something that interesting? Sure. Rublev and Berrettini played at the U.S. Open last year, and Did Berrettini they? won Berrettini in three. Man, I mean, Berrettini... That kind of makes yeah. me rethink our Rublev pick here. Right, especially since Rublev had a pretty disappointing loss to Dan Evans in Cincinnati. Uh, disappointing, but not exactly unexpected, because mm-hmm. Dan Evans is a good matchup against a guy like Rublev. Right. But right. I don't think Berrettini is. I think Rublev could should beat Berrettini. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he should be able to. I mean, Berrettini does hit pretty hard, though. And so it might just be a power matchup at that point in uh, in round four, just trying to out-hit each other, in a sense, from the baseline. 
Yeah, I think I think uh, to win that, Berrettini needs to find a way to bring uh, Rublev in. And mm. you know, Berrettini is a is a pretty good approach shot slash net player too when he gets up there. It's just mm-hmm. how you know he's got to take his opportunities to get up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's actually a really good, going to be a really close quarterfinals. Um, yeah, I agree. Or, uh, sorry, round four, excuse me, a, a close round four. I mean, against the, I mean, those are the two top seeds in that quarter. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, not really any upsets. Also, I don't know. Berrettini and, and Rublev, I mean, they're only four seeds away. I mean, who's really to say sometimes who's better than who? It might depend on the court conditions and stuff, you know? Yeah, at that point, it's just someone did better at one tournament than the other one did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only other player of note in this quarter is... Oh, I don't think there's anyone, to be honest. This yeah. is this is easier than Sitsipas's quarter until yeah. you get to Berrettini versus Rublev. I mean, oh man, I don't know. I mean, I mean pair was Jeremy, in here. Jeremy Chardy, I guess, and the other Frenchman. But Jeremy Chardy hasn't, I mean, he <laughs> hasn't been relevant for years now. I, I mean, I think that the, the biggest threat to these guys is Bedinet, and only because he had a decent week last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah this, this quarter, I honestly don't really want to watch any of the matches in this quarter until that fourth round between Rublev and Berrettini. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I think like that's... None of these players I don't know anything about. Uh, I mean, I know... I've seen a lot of them, like Taro Daniel. I know he's taken one off Djokovic. I know Granolier's is Rafa Nadal's, like, go-to doubles partner and used to play in the singles tour in, like, 2011 or 12. Mm-hmm. Mackie McDonald's, your typical yeah, American <laughs> player. Like, I mean, it's just no one really of a threat here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not an interesting quarter, but the next quarter, I think, I actually think we also probably guessed this would happen in Cincinnati, but it didn't, um, is the Russian quarter here with Medvedev making it yeah. to the quarter. Yeah, I have him too. Yeah. Um, although we I have will some players say, of note in this quarter, but they are of note because they either hit interesting strokes or pretty strokes or they used to be really good this is no you don't know how these players will will show up to the court depending on the day they could be you know like top five or they could be top 100 like in that example that would be dimitrov or tfo millman is a classic you know grinder uh never give up scrappy kind of player who's in this quarter but is he really a threat to win a slam or anything like that i don't think so right yeah Um, i mean i think there's there's always that especially in slams is there it's that uh like it's not even it's not a fine line it's i guess it would be the opposite a thick line i don't know uh where you kind of know who's going to make it deep in a slam but it uh, never quite works out like that, you know? It just I looks mean, like that on paper. I mean, for the most part, it does. You're right. Yeah. Like, I, I, every I mean, once I'm... in a while, you'll get an upset. Like, one of our quarterfinal pick, one of our quarterfinalists here is for, sh- like, just going to have a shock upset in the first round. And I think that might be, like, Shapo, or at least for me. 
Yeah, I mean, it could even really be team. Honestly, it could but be we'll Schwartzman. It could be team. Yeah, it could be Rublev. Like, but these are uh, what an interesting draw. But a player like Medvedev will probably make it to the end. I mean, although I will say I was not that impressed with him at Cincinnati. I mean, he made it to uh, the the quarters. Yeah, uh, he lost to uh, Roberto RBA. At, at a, or was that the semis then? And he lost to RBA into the semis. No, because the semis were Djokovic, Robbie Betts. So it was the quarters. oh, that's right, of course. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so the quarters. Um, I think in a sense that's a bad matchup as anyways for Medvedev. But um, yeah, uh, I just don't think Medvedev is playing actually that great at all. He actually had pretty weak first rounds at Cincinnati, and he really only won because he was up at one break. I mean, it was mm-hmm. straight sets, but it was one. It was one break, and I mean, of course, that's all you need, but. It wasn't exactly a stomp by any means. I mean, Bedne, he, I think, won 6 4, 6 4. So it's, uh, I don't know, not all too impressed, really. I mean, it's just because his first round's even here. Um, maybe the only tricky one that he might encounter is, I mean, that's not even I mean, in his. I don't game. see any, any trouble from Evadev until the fourth round where he can either play Millman. Honestly, all four of these guys are. The four people that we have going into the second round here, yeah, they could all end up playing Medvedev. It's Dimitrov, Fuchovic, and Fuchovic beat Dimitrov last week. So we actually have Fuchovic beating Dimitrov here right? as well. And then we have TFO and Milman. We have Milman beating TFO. But any of those four guys could pose a threat to Medvedev if they're on. Yeah. The question is... Dimitrov, if he can, if I man, I I would love to have seen pre-COVID Dimitrov back at the U.S. Open again. I mean, granted, he played an injured Federer last year, um, but yeah, still, I mean, I thought that was just great tennis by Dimitrov, and I've always liked him. It's just that he hasn't really posted results. I think a lot of people expect him to. Um, and his it's more just like his his play looks better than sometimes it really is. Um, yeah, I feel like his problem is he can't like a winner. He can't hit people off the court at all. Like he looks like he hits the ball hard, and and he's got like super pretty strokes, like top five prettiest strokes on tour for sure. Yeah. But like he just, I don't know, man. He he just the. Uh, I think he's like a career underachiever, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit. Like you look at how he it, was yeah. in 2011, how he was looked at, and how he turned out. Like people were saying, you know, they were calling him baby fed. They were like, he's going to win a slam for sure, and mm-hmm. it just hasn't worked out that way for him, which yeah. is kind of sad. But I think if he gets, if he shows himself up in this tournament and he beats Vucevic, you know, convincingly, I think he makes it to the round of four and gives Medvedev a fight. I mean, of course, we have him out in the second round because he's playing. Fusevich again, and he got yeah. he got creamed. Smoked. Well, I mean, it was a three setter, I believe, still, right? Or um, he just he just kind of fell apart in that last set. I think he might have lost like six one. Dimitrov. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Dimitrov was. So yeah, the last set he, he just he probably got broken, and then just kind of got away from him. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. It's kind of our feeling, just because it's obviously just such a... Tr- I mean, this is literally the same matchup as a couple of days ago, really. Um, so, but, I mean, if Dimitrov does really correct himself, which is possible, I mean, uh, kind of finds out, 
finds his rhythm again, I think he might, he should be able to beat Vucevic in a sense. Like it shouldn't be a problem for him as long as he's feeling, uh, in a sense, pre-COVID, honestly. I don't know. It seems like COVID hit him pretty hard. So yeah. maybe he just needed one more week to recuperate. I'm not sure. I doubt it though, but it'd be great to see. Yeah, maybe it was just a you know bad day. So hopefully, I I would like to see Dimitrov Medvedev in that fourth round, but I think it's going to be Milman Medvedev. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one, and this is actually the I think this is the most interesting. Yeah, agreed. these next two quarters, to be honest, are the most interesting ones. Uh, mm-hmm. So this quarter we have I have Raonich based on his results from this last week, that right. made a big difference. And mm-hmm. uh, I have Raonic going into the quarters here, but he's got he's got a lot of good players in this quarter. We got Robbie Bats, we got uh, Kekmanovic, we have Basic Pospisil, who has actually had a really good 2020 and end of 2019 in singles. Mm. Um, we have Raonic and Demonar, mm-hmm. we have Hachinov, so this is this is an interesting one. Uh, we both we have different fourth round matches, huh? I have Raonic Hachinov, and you have Raonic Demonar. Yeah. So uh, why why do you think Demonar beats Hachinov? You know, I still think that that <laughs> I mean I think we both know, but that first that round matchup against Jan Lennestru for Demonar was disaster for him. I think he just couldn't out hit. Or he just couldn't keep up with Strew probably hitting so hard. But uh-huh. Kachanov, in my opinion, I mean, I think he's known to hit. Uh, he's known as a good baseliner, just hits hard. But I don't think he hits as hard as a lot of people who are, uh, I guess, like, listed that way. Like, um, mm. I think Kachanov actually plays more of a safer game than a lot of those guys. And that's why he is good. You know, he plays consistent, hits a, hits a decent forehand, decent backhand, you know. Nothing wrong with his baseline playing. He's just a solid all-around player, you know. Uh, I guess similar to way to Guffon to me because Guffon doesn't hit long, soft he hits he hits decisively hard as well but like it's not I don't think it's as recognizable as like part of their game you know and so I think Dimonar has a better match against those players because once again I mean he's obviously known for his speed and he'll get to balls that aren't just rockets really and he'll be able to I think he's just a better player than he's shown in Cincinnati I guess mm. I have Hachinov winning this because I think these two are very similar players. And uh, again, I just think Hachinov has a little more firepower and he's bigger and uh, he moves. I mean, he's not as quick as Demonar for sure, but he still moves around the court well. And I don't think Demonar has the variety in his game to uh, like draw Hachinov out of his baseline game here. Mm. So they, it'll be an interesting match for sure. I've had it circled here. Um, I think this is going to be a really good matchup in the third round. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it really could go either way. And the other third round match in this quarter is really good. We both had Raonic winning it, but it's uh, Raonic versus Robbie Betts. Right. Yeah. I think... Uh... I think a super unfortunate draw for uh, Bautista Agut. I, yeah, I mean, he, I, he really that's... was playing great tennis. And I mean, first round matchup is no slouch. Tennis Sangren, I think Sangren, yep. you know, he's, he's scrappy. He's he's there to, he'll really make you work for that win. Although, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes he's not, he's not like, 
Now he's not the greatest player, you know, but he is not a for easy, at least first round opponent. He's no slouch. Yeah. So, I mean, RBA has been playing great tennis, though. I mean, also really had Djokovic on the ropes in that semis. Um, yeah, I just, just take really this opportunity. Escaped. Another another uh, example of that, where you get your chance, you get your one chance against Novak, and you have to take it because the guy is so fucking good in clutch moments. Like, oh yeah, never count him out, never ever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then, on top of that, having to play Roundish in the third round, most likely having to play Roundish in the third. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Roundish is only seated twenty fifth in this tournament but of course seeing cincinnati he's clearly better than that um do you know his live rank right now uh i do not know let me see let me see yeah Yeah, roundish i I think is the true dark horse of this tournament usually you have a couple but with the yeah like i was saying earlier with the people missing and the seeds moving up i think roundish is the only true dark horse here because he's unseated and he messed up uh i mean probably bats He, he should be a quarter finalist Mm-hmm. Especially if he's seated top eight, it's shocking to see him not even a round four player in our draws here. Yeah, but after seeing the first big time tournament, well, the first and only big time tournament since the the month, like the couple month long break. I mean, Milos Raonic, after he's discovered psychedelics, he's been on another level, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, just <laughs> unreal, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think before, if you had literally shown this draw and shown it before, uh, before we got to see him in Cincinnati, you would think this person is probably the biggest. He's the only Milos Raonic fan in the world, actually. (laughs) Um, It'd be ridiculous. You'd be like, why would he make it to the quarters? You know, past even recognizable names in this draw. I mean, of course, Dimonar. I mean, there is Batista Good, of course. Even Cole Strivers in this draw. I think Cass Gay is in this draw. Query, yeah. you know, like catching up, like these you are would all never players that them. have had good, you know, they're good players. They may not be at their peak anymore, but they're all very good players. Yeah, I mean, even up and comers like Jenny Sinner. I mean, you'd be yeah, like, Milos yeah. out of this draw, ridiculous. But we've seen when he's how he's playing, you know, in the past or the past week. And man, I, I mean, I have been really impressed, really impressed. Yeah, he looks he looks scary good, and uh, man, if he just didn't if he didn't lose his his one chance to beat or at least to break back Novak. I mean, yeah, it could have ended very different. Because he brought he got broken twice. Because he won the first two games, he broke early, and then yeah. Djokovic won the next four games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they you know what they say? Djokovic actually ha- uh, he actually has two serves uh, uh, in every set. It's his serve and his opponent's serve. I think he breaks uh 33% of his return games on average. Yeah, I mean, just which is ridiculous. Great. Yeah, I one mean, in three. So, that's a set, basically. That's like a guaranteed set. I mean, that's against a big server like Roundish. I mean, I, I mean, watching that match, I mean, like a big server against Roundish, and he seemed to not really struggle that hard with it. I mean, yeah. I don't know, gets the ball so deep, anyways. Yeah, so Roundish probably makes it the quarters if he continues playing the way he was, you know. I don't think yeah, he I should. got him there too. Yeah, but a tough, a, t- a trickier draw or a trickier quarter, are uh, I guess more of the tr- a trickiest one eighth of the bracket than any other. I think maybe this next one though. This next one's got a lot of good players and a lot of players that can, uh, you know, show up or not show up. Yeah. So the next one we have, we both have team, 
in the quarter here. <clears throat> Although and we're doing this, this because because we know Dominic team is better than his Cincinnati run last yeah. week. That's for damn sure. But uh, I mean, last week showed us that he could go out at any time. <laughs> I think this is our bias really showing though, because team had quite frankly the most upsetting one disappointing yeah uh exit to a tournament than anyone did in Cincinnati. Yeah, I, agree. I mean we make we make fun of you know uh Zverev going out second round to Murray or uh second or third round I, I I can't recall but um and then like um I mean there's a couple other players here I think that I mean we're not even high on Berrettini even like players like that, that I don't know if we really even have the right to put Dominic team in another tier where it's like, oh, he'll bounce back. You know, it's a little yeah. unfair, but one. But he's that good. He is that yeah, good. He is. You know, right. he's that good. Yeah. Although I did see footage of him. I don't know if you saw on Reddit as well. Him getting really frustrated in practice today. He like just smashed his racket. And you don't see that. You don't see that very oh, often from team. I did not see that. I was actually about to watch his practice footage. Yeah, uh, they uploaded it on the on YouTube. The US mm -hmm. Open did. So yeah, there's a, there's that's a clip of him. Just, I mean, you really see him. He's one of those players that you really get to see frustrated that much, and to you know, uh, to really just visibly show it is an, actually really not a good sign. Um, it's actually a little worrisome because I don't know if that match against. Uh, um, uh, sorry, I, I'm blanking on who he lost. Um, to uh, was it Krajinovich? Krajinovich, Krajinovich. Right. Uh, I don't know if that got him because that was a just complete stomp, um, one-way ticket for, uh, to Frown Town for a team. So I don't know. I don't know if maybe he's just not feeling himself really, and unfortunately, confidence is a big part of the battle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just with him. Sometimes he just has off days where he just you know he just loses and uh i mean there's no explanation for it a lot of times and he'll bounce back the next tournament and he'll whoop some ass again that's true luckily though i will say his 16th of the bracket is not that hard yeah his looks very doable because the toughest player in his 16th is chillich and chillich has not looked convincing really <laughs> since the uh 2018 Australian Open and maybe 2018 Queens, where I think he beat Novak. But since mm. then, he has been—he has not been that top five caliber player that we know he can reach. I wouldn't say he's even supposed to be a top five player, but he has been there before. Yeah, and so I think—I mean, I guess I really enough, it really could be Chilich or oh yeah, Chilich. I guess in the 16th. So yes, Chilich is the toughest opponent. Chilich just looked lost against a player like Chapo. And honestly, team, uh, in a sense, his baseline play is similar to Chapo, where they'll hit deep and hard. And Chilich right now, just at his age, maybe he just can't keep up. Um, he's just, yeah. I know he struggles really hard with the deep balls in that Chapo match in Cincinnati. So I don't think if team plays any, even at half as good as he is, he probably should be able to get rid of Chilich and make it to the, at least a round of four. Yeah. And so the other 16th in this quarter, this is a really good 16th, actually. Because oh, yeah, it is. Felix, Algeal Yassim. Mm -hmm. We have Murray, and they right. would meet potentially in the second round, which is an 
really interesting one because you have a guy who's mentally weak against a guy who's like the definition of mentally strong. Yeah. And, you know, Murray's a, he won't give up and he's a grinder and he'll fight to the last point. And you have Mute. At least we have Mute. It's Mute versus Vesely. Um, honestly, that could go either way. But we have Dan Evans, um, who's a tricky player tricky, and a smart tricky. player. And, tricky. you know, he's solid. So I have. I have Murray beating Felix in that second round match. Yeah, and I do not. I have I don't know why. But I don't know. I I mean, people you look at you look at the the raw numbers <laughs> and Felix Aj Aliasim is not that great, but people love him. I think he is yet to show his best tennis. He has um, yet to show you know, for sure cuz yes. he's he's a really talented player. It's just that mentality. Yeah, so I think no one because that's the problem with players, and it sounds like Andy Murray, who, you know, in a sense, all-time great. I mean, well-known for most of the time, but injuries, and now he's making his comeback. But in, in this case, he is not a seated player. So a lot of mm-hmm. seated players don't really want to see Andy Murray in their in their. Well, no, he's another 16, dark horse. Yeah, 16th or 8th in their draw because he's just a tough, and frankly, he's a tougher opponent than a lot of the, like, wild card and, like, um, less than top ranked 50. Like Andy Murray is, shouldn't even really be considered in that regard anymore, I think. And yeah, he should be, you know, he should be considered a seed wherever he goes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, a tough, a tough second round for Felix, but I think he should be able to make it through, but we will see. I mean, even even if he does get past that, it looks like he'll have to play or either of them will have to play Dan Evans once, like once we said, I mean, he's a good, he's a good player. Dan Evans is, once again, also another player that uh, is is just like you have to prepare for him, unlike uh, prepare him differently than other players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is a very interesting quarter. Um, and yeah, Murray is a dark horse, but not in the sense that Milos Raonic is, and where he's an actual title contender. I don't think Murray's at that level yet. Mm-hmm. To be a title contender, but he can still knock out some seeds, and that's that's damaging. Yeah, on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, yeah, so, so we've gone through our quarters here. Right. We have. I mean, we have team, and you have Evans in the round of four, right? But I have. I have. I have Murray. I have Murray beating Evans because I think they played at the Battle of the Brits. Oh, okay. Let's see, Murray Evans Battle of the Brits. Oh, Evans beats Murray. Yeah, interesting. So I'm just I'm just going with Murray having the experience and hopefully improving since then. And yeah, I have him winning that, but really nothing to back it up at the moment. I see. Well, I guess it's refreshing to probably see Murray back in a deep slam. But I think regardless, teams should probably beat whoever's there: Murray, Evans, Ali Azim. I think uh, team is like Chapo in the sense that if he can make it out of those first couple rounds and really get some rhythm, mm-hmm. they're hard to stop. You need like a you need like someone who who's at their level talent wise to be able to knock them out. Yeah. But then again, they can get knocked out by nobody too. Right. Well we'll see. I hope I'm not another first round exit Dominic team, because he also mm-hmm. lost last year in the US Open, I think, first round. Yeah, but so, he said he was sick last year, I think. 
Yeah, I don't know. These U.S. Open courts are not, <laughs> they're not his favorite, I'm sure. So oh, yeah. um, we'll see. I mean, I think you'd have to expect him to make it far, but, um, you know, I, I think he, weirdly enough, his numbers don't really show him making it. You can expect uh, it, but you can't guarantee it. That's right. Yeah. That's how I'd put it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's just let's read off our quarterfinalists again, and then we'll see who we got from there on quickly here. I'm sure we'll talk about it deeper as the tournament goes on. Mm-hmm. We'll give you our prediction. So in our quarters, we have Djokovic. Yep. You have Goffan. I have yep. Shapovalov. Mm-hmm. We have Tsitsipas. We both have Schwartzman. Yep. We both have Rublev. Right. We both have Medvedev, we both have Raonic, and we both have team. Yeah. So, so not the most exciting, I think. It's really I think straightforward. Pretty, really. pretty straightforward, I think. I mean, obviously, Raonic on paper is the only wild one, but, I mean, we've seen his play at Cincinnati, and at this point, can you really even consider it an upset? So, uh, yeah, I think it's – we're just going by the books. The we're going by likely, the numbers. The most likely to not make it to where we have them here is Shapo, at least for me. And then we have Gofan, which is the safe, which is the good safe pick to take. Yeah. Sapo, Rublev, and Team yeah. can all potentially go out early, although for, especially for Team, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I am nervous. I am nervous for Team because I want to see more of them. I really do. I really do. But, ah, man, I it's been disappointing, especially this past week without seeing basically any of him. You know, I hope oh. I get to see more, just more of his more dummy. You've been That's... waiting six months for some dummy. I know. And how are you just gonna just gonna get teased like that? Yeah. I mean, so it's oh, that was really disappointing last week. Yeah, really bad. I mean, I don't know. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure hopefully, I mean, I guess maybe not hopefully, but more just like we'll see. We'll have to update our predictions just because you know things change, different matchups happen and uh Everything might just get totally mixed up. We never know. AK, who are we going to see in the finals besides Djokovic? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Djokovic ain't messing up, that's for certain. Unless, I mean, yeah. Unless some, literally another pandemic would have to happen for Djokovic not to make it to the finals. Yeah. I mean, it could now. <laughs> that's the true. The bubble's true. been compromised. It's been popped. It has been compromised. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in the semis, you got Djokovic, I got Djokovic. We both have Tsitsipas, yeah? Yep. We both have... Mm, you might have Rublev, huh? But I have Medvedev. I do have Rublev. Because if Rublev makes it this far, I think he should be able to be Medvedev, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I'm not impressed with Medvedev. Medvedev doesn't have the, the variety in his game to draw <laughs> Rublev from the baseline. Baseline, yeah. So I, I agree that that could be an upset. And then we have... Team beating Raonic, yeah. Yes. Although, man, I I am still iffy. It's this is my fanboyish showing because I feel like if I was unbiased and maybe um, uh, just watching, t- maybe maybe I just started watching tennis at the Cincinnati Masters or recently, anytime recently, like Cincinnati Masters. I think mm-hmm. Raonic probably should beat Team. Really. Um. But I don't know. I think I think team is a better, still the better player. I just don't know what will happen in this tournament, really, for him. Yeah, that it's, the, the results from last week really 
really make you second guess what what you're gonna pick here because on paper you should pick team, especially with Ronich's injury history the last couple of years and how he's been on the tour and then off the tour and on and on and off and on and off. Um, you'd have team winning it on paper, but I mean, with last week, I could definitely see Ronich pulling through. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, so we have in our semis, we got Djokovic versus Tsitsipas. And you have Rublev versus team, and I have Medvedev versus team. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see a repeat of the Australian Open final from this year. Yeah, nothing too. Djokovic team. I think Djokovic will beat Tsitsipas. Although, you know, Tsitsipas, when he's <laughs> on, he can beat Novak. I think he's oh, one yeah. of the biggest threats to Novak when he's on. Because he can beat him on hard, he can beat him on clay. I don't think he can beat him on grass. But <laughs> <laughs> we're not on grass, so it's cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I was but, expecting a Sissipas, um when we updated our mid tournament draw. I was expecting Sissipas to make it, but I mean, uh, I guess he just couldn't handle Milos, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Milos looked really good that day too. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe we will we will end up seeing Sissipas and Djokovic. I think it'll be right. It is a tough. I mean, at that point in the semis, if you don't have a tough matchup, I something has clearly gone wrong in the in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we both have Djokovic making it, pairing, winning another slam, just adding it to his Infinity Gauntlet collection. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy. The number one and two C making it to the finals. I don't know what to say. Yep, uh, this was definitely the. One of the least interesting draws I've done when going through it and just looking like, wow, I really did pick like all the seeds to go through here for the most part. Right. So we'll see uh, where how it progresses. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be upsets, though. I think on paper, these look straightforward, but with all the context, there's going to be a lot of upsets. Um, yeah. So we'll see. And we'll check back in midweek, maybe Thursday, Friday. I don't know. Maybe before that. We'll see. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been pretty pod hungry. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have. So, uh, yeah, just be on a lookout any of these days. We don't post anything. So, you know, just check us on all the streaming platforms every night and see if we're up there. And, uh, We're going to sign off now, and we'll talk to you next time. Yep. All right. All right. Adios. Later, bro.